tonight from wherever in the world you are listening. Give a big hand for your host. How's it going? Thanks for clicking on this show. I'm your host, Ainsley Blakely May, and they say dignity comes at a price. Well, I've made it my job to find out exactly what that price is. So of course, I need a little help with my experiment. So I've invited a guest to join me on this episode of Price Tag Pop. And welcome to Price Tag Pod, where we attempt to put a price tag on your dignity. I'm your host, Ainsley Blakely May, and I'm joined by my guest, for this evening, my next guest needs no introduction in the sense that I actually forgot to write one. Uh, I'm joking, of <laughs> course. I'm joking, of course. He is the man behind the riveting and nail-biting podcast, The Last Voice. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the dil- diligent David Jeffries. How are you, buddy? Oh, thank you so much. I'm great. I'm doing really great. Uh, kudos to you saying my name right, because so many people, so many people, uh, Jeffries, Jeffers beautiful actually ah, chef's kiss there you go have have that fantastic i i i kind of stumbled at the end i'm glad that actually my stumbling worked on your name the dismount was beautiful <laughs> nice yeah i mean i listen i listen to a lot of jim jeffries so i was like ah, okay mm. i can i can get this name down perfectly fine and i actually did which is cool yeah cousins on the like very very far distant path uh jim jeffries yeah, exactly. I mean, his family decided to steal shit from another family. That's how he ended up in Australia. Yours did not. Yours probably went on the Mayflower or one of the two. Yeah, yeah. We we split off. Some of us went to Australia. Some of us came to America. And like we, there's like five of us all all in one country. So like, eh. <laughs> yeah, the world's a crazy place. Are you ready to play, David? Oh, I cannot wait to find my value. <laughs> yes, let's get rolling. Um, do you regularly use your phone? Are you a scroller? Are you a swiper? I am a scroller. I am a swiper. I mean, it's hard to find someone who isn't nowadays. Yeah, yeah. I, I love my cell phone as, as, a, as a tech person. I can't not be on my phone. Like that's, I think that's required of me at this point. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of went off all social medias, but then I found Reddit. And now I'm like, <laughs> Reddit's a hard one because that is literally just scrolling and scrolling. So mm-hmm. I got to cut, cut that back again because it's, uh, it's getting unhealthy. <laughs> what a... What, what's great about Reddit, in my opinion, is like you build the per- perfect homepage for you. It's it's the communities you want to see. So you can cut out the toxic people, add in the toxic people, add the drama, whatever you want. It's great. Yeah, it's your cocktail of whatever you decide to, to marinate yourself in, I think. <laughs> yeah. So for 10 bucks, the next 24 hours, every time you touch your phone, your fingers get covered in butter. For $10? Yeah. Yeah, I'd do that for 10 bucks. Yeah. 24 hours? Yeah. Yeah, but it's butter, you know. I mean, it's, <laughs> that <laughs> is, it's a very inconvenient thing to have on your fingers. Like It is. Um, and I, I imagine by the end of the 24 hours, like it would be, it'd be really frustrating uh, because like you're just like, you can't do anything with that at that point. And your phone's now covered in butter too. Uh, and I just... Is this like the follow-up series to Salad Fingers? You know, the, the, the <laughs> old YouTube video? Oh, we're going to do some old references today. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean, okay. How about I give you $6? 24 hours. Butterfingers. 24 hours? No, not $6. Huh. $7.50. Ooh. For 24 hours? 
Yeah. Um, and I can't. Oh, I eight dollars. I think eight dollars. Okay, that's fair. Oh, hell yeah! <laughs> nice. I've I've referenced some old old memes recently. Like, damn Daniel. Damn Daniel. <laughs> oh man, Vine. What a time. What a time uh, to be alive. It's it's weird when you see vines on TikTok, but they're not like the, that same vine. There's somebody else doing a cover of that vine. Um, that it, it just feels like we can never truly create new entertainment. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm not a TikTok guy. I was barely a vine guy, but I still remember some of the amazing um, work they did. I mean, like, was it Shane Dawson? Is that a name mm. that exists? Yeah, back then. Yeah, the whole like early YouTube with um. Is he called like Nigahara or Nigahiga? The Nigahiga, yeah. yeah, yeah, the Hawaiian, um, just comedic YouTuber. I haven't seen him do st- anything in a long time, though. Neither have I. Like, that was the same era as Fred. And again, I haven't seen Fred. I mean, oh. he, Fred could have morphed into Bo Burnham. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with 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 the track of, of like trauma and how people grow, yeah, that, that would make sense. That would 100%. I, I could buy that. Yeah, he just doesn't do as much falsetto as his early days, you know. Oh, yeah. My next question involves Matthew McConaughey. Why do you hate him so? Oh, Matthew McConaughey is just one of those actors that he never changes. Like, he's playing the same character in every single film, in my, in my opinion. Um, the, the His speaking voice is so frustrating. The way that he just... Uh, kind of like all his words kind of just fall over themselves. And it's just, he thinks he's so cool. Can't stand him. Anytime that there's a movie with him in it, uh, if I haven't already turned it off, I'm probably not going to see. I hear great things about Interstellar. Oh yeah, Uh, really good. Can't, I can't bring myself to watch a three hour film with it, with Matthew McConaughey. (laughs) That's, that's where I fell in love with him was that film actually. I remember seeing him, I think, in like uh, Sahara. That's like one of my first movies that I remember him in. I was like, yeah. this guy is pretty good. And then I saw like Failure to Launch and How, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. And it just it slowly like I just lost more and more uh, opinion of, of any good graces of Matthew McConaughey at that point. It's a good thing you don't live in Austin because he's considering a run for Senate. Really? Yeah, you not followed that. No, I, I hadn't. Wow. Yeah. I mean what 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 politician didn't become an actor first and foremost you know that's that's how you know if you're going to be good at it yeah you have to learn how to lie first and there's a really great section that louis ck used to do about um him watching um what's it called the one with him and um channing tatum where they like strippers magic mike, magic mike. Yeah. yeah i know you've seen the sketch but louis said like he gets to the point in um in that film where matthew mm-hmm. mcconaughey goes like lol says you can't touch but I see a lot of lawbreakers out there. <laughs> so bad. I like uh, that line. I think it's a uh, great line. But only he could do it with his leathery skin, you know? With his leathery skin. Wow. Yeah. Okay. No, I think Channing Tatum could have pulled that off. I could. I think almost any... I think Louis C.K. could have pulled off that that uh, that line. That was his special. He did that section. I can't get that out of my head. Uh, <laughs> 25 bucks. Thank you. Yes. For a day, you can only speak in Matthew McConaughey quotes. Ooh, I don't think I know enough Matthew McConaughey quotes for $25. I, I don't... We would prep you. You'd be prepped. Okay, so I, I would have like a Rolodex to, to refer to? Yeah. 
I don't think I'd do it for 25 bucks now. But I mean, law says you can't touch. <laughs> That's enough. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, imagine if you worked in retail and the people are like trying to try on clothes. It's like, law says you can't touch. <laughs> a lot of lawbreakers. Have you tried turning it off and on again? It'd be pretty cool if you did. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I don't think. I don't think $25 would be worth it for 24 hours. No. Huh. Uh, 24 hours. Let's say $48 because that's $2 an hour. Mm. Do I value myself to, be, to lose all of my friends for the next 24 hours? Um, I'm would an you, introvert. Would I, you lose your friends? Uh, it, it would be one of those things of like, what happened to you? You used to really hate Matthew McConaughey. Now you're just quoting him. It'd be pretty cool <laughs> if you join me, right? All right, all right, all right. Um, and then now, now I'm thinking of like Ghosts of Girlfriend's Past, which was a great movie and has aged so poorly. So poorly. Um, $48, yes. I will, I, will, I will do it for $48. Negate down to 45 yeah, forty-five. I'd I'd be willing to do it for forty-five. Yes. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. This might be a theme for the rest of the show. No, oh, no. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's okay. I just I really appreciated that as a response to like most hated person because everyone just picks the obvious vanilla Trump card, you know? Uh, yeah, just Trump, that... Hitler. Yeah. Yeah, I think you barely even took a breath between Trump and Hitler. You were so on that vein. You know, as an American, you know, it's one of those things that you see terrible people doing terrible things. And you, you just, it just it, it's so easy. It, it's like taking those SAT tests when you're like in third grade or something. They they're like those prep tests of like, if if X is to Y, A is to B, Trump is to Hitler. It's just they're <laughs> one in the one in the same. It's all in the same breath. So you classify yourself as an ET guy. How did you get into that career? And do you enjoy doing it? Oh, I love IT. Um, I like working with computers. Um, when I was like five years old, my dad showed me how to turn the computer on. Um, and it was one of those ones that you had to like reach to the back of the actual computer, flip the switch, wait for the logo to say, you. it is now safe to turn off your computer kind of thing. Um, and I remember my older sisters being like, I don't know how to use this thing. And I showed them because I was figuring out how to play video games on it. And uh, ever since then, I've just been working on computers, uh, turning things off, turning back things back on again. I worked for a satellite television company for a few years doing IT support over the phone. And now I do uh, IT support at a university and it's great, uh, it pays well, and it lets me edit podcasts on the, on the clock. <laughs> Oh, that's dope. I didn't know that you get that kind of plus on the side. See, that's the thing that they don't tell you about IT is like they, you see a lot of like the IT crowd and it's really frustrating because you hear a lot of the hello IT. Have you tried turning it off and on again? But they don't talk about the downtime like there's so because your job is purely reactionary. You're just waiting for something to happen most of the time. So while you're waiting, you might as well catch up on your reads. Uh, I watched all of Sweet Tooth on a shift one day. That was really great. That was a great, great day. I love IT crowd so much. <laughs> It's really good. I watched I, some more of it this morning. I'm surprised that it got to like American like status, like people watching it over there. They tried to pull uh, an American Americanized version of it. They tried to make a, an actual reboot, not reboot, but like British office, American office. They tried to mm. do that with uh, the IT crowd with Joel McHale. 
without Chris O'Dowell saying that line, it doesn't work. It it did not. It did no. not. They made a pilot and no one liked it. No. None of it was good. They tried like almost a shot for shot remake and it just didn't do the same uh, as well as the laughs. Like it wasn't good. I was super surprised seeing uh, Chris O'Dowell. I think it was in Bridesmaids or one of those films, kind of rom com thing. Mm. He's a really good actor. I had no idea. I just found him funny. He's he's really good. He was on an HBO series about like finding his family in America off of like on a cousin's side or something. And that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. Um, but I, when I was watching it today, it was like very clear that uh, Richard Owadie and uh, who's the goth guy in the. Uh, no, Fielding. Yes, they're, they're obviously the funniest people on set. Like they are the people who deliver the best lines that like really just toss the ball so perfectly back to somebody else with their reactions, the timing. They are the probably the funniest people on, the, on that whole, share, whole, like, whole series. Excuse me. That's a tough one because I quite like the, the boss of the company. I forget his actual name, like the actor. The first one or the second one? The second one. Matt Berry. Uh, yeah. He's also in What We Do in the Shadows, the TV series. And if you enjoyed that, um, he's he's so good. He's so good. I love him in in What We Do in the Shadows. He's he's also in A Toast of London, which was ridiculous and over the top and fun for voice acting mentality. Yeah. Love okay. Matt Berry. Yeah, I've got to check him out more. I just find him. He didn't have to say anything. It's something about his face that I just laugh at. I don't know. He's naturally hysterical. <laughs> Father! <laughs> the ordinary boys <laughs> <laughs> it's you Ross uh, one of the things that he loves to do in, or not loves to do but in, in his script in uh, what we do in the shadows because he plays a vampire he goes in order to turn into your vampire bat form you just look into the heavens and shout bat and he shouts it all the time in that series and then he just puffs into a bat flies off and then you hear <laughs> human form and then he's a human again that's fantastic. <laughs> 50 bucks, David. For the next two days, every hour mm-hmm. you use computer, you use your computer, it turns off and on again. Oh, but I'm I'm editing so much, my dude. Oh my gosh. Self-saving, you know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Nothing's um, lost. You know, I I have this really nice machine that I just built and it and it boots pretty quickly. I think I could I yeah, I could do that. Yeah. Okay. $50? Yeah. I had three days, and then when you started telling me how important IT is to you, I was like, oh, I can't do three. That's, that's too mean. <laughs> I would like to knock you down to $43. Mm, I can't. I, I don't think I can do 43 on this one. Um, I'm. There's a lot I do on my computer, my dude. Mm. That's 25 bucks a day. Okay, I'll give you 50. I have Beautiful. no problem. Yeah, no problem. 50, is, with it. 50 it is. Another thing you said is that you like pineapple on both pizza and burgers. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I like pineapple salsa in a tortilla. It's like my oh, thing. Yeah, I I don't get the hate. I really don't understand it. It is a nice sour kind of bitter taste to add to um, just kind of the umami of whatever burger you're having. It's perfect. It's really so good. And then with like the mellowness of your cheese on a on a nice pizza, so good. It's got to be fresh pineapple. It can't be just that canned garbage. But Fresh pineapple on a pizza, beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I can never decide if it depends with pineapple because, like, the earlier on it is, the kind of more sweet it gets, and then the more it ripens, the more sour it becomes. But it's like, mm-hmm. I can never find my sweet point because sometimes I'm like, I like it when it's earlier, and then I like it when it's a little bit older. 
when I went to, so I was 10 years old. I went to Thailand uh, for a family vacation and they handed us like at some shop or something, they handed us this like really bruised and sad looking pineapple and it looked disgusting. Um, but it was one of those things of like, it's rude not to eat the food that they offered you. Um, and, you know, it just looked like I had been kicked around in the back of a truck by, you know, some football team or something. And um, they, they cut it open and it looked just as brown and sad, but it tasted like honey. Like it was so delicious. Wow. I can't believe how how delectable it was. I've never received a pineapple that tasty ever again in my life. What did they do to it? Did they just leave it for a long time or was it specifically a type of pineapple or? I think I was too busy trying to figure out how to get back to my body out of the out of uh, out of body experience I was having with the, the flavor to ask any questions at the point in time. <laughs> so if we both agree that pineapple makes everything better to push that premise even further for a hundred okay. bucks, the next two weeks, pineapple is on everything you eat and drink. Oh, and drink. Oh, oh, oh. I'm thinking about like the, the the vanilla Coke that I had earlier today with a little bit of pineapple. That sounds that wouldn't suck. Awful. That would not suck. You don't think so? No, not at all. Not <sighs> on my opinion. Hmm. To me, it would be like I mean, vanilla and pineapple just makes me think of an almost pina colada, and then you add like a mm. fizzy Coke on the side. I'm like that. That would be dope. Okay. How long again? How long are we going for? Two weeks. Two weeks. For only a hundred? No, not for a hundred. One week. Okay, for one week, hundred bucks. Yeah, pineapple with everything. What do you have for breakfast normally? Uh, I normally have, because I am an old man, a bowl of raisin bran um, with uh, whole milk. Okay, and I have whole pineapple. <laughs> now I've got whole pine. You know what? That actually doesn't sound terrible. That like people oh. put fruit in their in their bowls of cereal all the time. A little bit of pineapple. I think that that'd be just fine. If I give you 80 bucks, you can modif modify the pineapple as you wish. Like you can have it dried if you wanted to, which I guess would work pretty okay. Huh? Ooh, can you bring that to 85? I can bring it to 85. Hell yeah. Then yes, nice. uh, for 85, freeze, you know, dried out, uh, pureed, all the stuff. Yeah, 85 for a week. I could definitely make that work. Nice. I can't imagine. I mean, what would be worse for you? Would it be the drinking or the eating part? It'd be the drinking. It'd be the drinking. Um, I like my fizzy drinks. I like my coffee. Um, and I just can't imagine a coffee or a fizzy drink with pineapple that tastes good. Um, water, perfectly fine. I could do water flavored pineapple all day long. Um, but yeah, just coffee and pineapple. No, I don't <laughs> think that would work. I've just realized there's a local um, soda manufacturer where I live that actually make pineapple soda and I have it in my fridge right now. Is it good? Yeah. Can you just give me one sec? Because now I'm craving it. So I'm just going to. Yeah. Have to hell yeah. Do the one. thing. <laughs> Fizzy pineapple. Oh. Okay. I'm back. I have it. Oh, I hear that. Hear that nice little hiss. Yes. Is it? Is it mostly? Is it like just the pineapple flavor or? Yeah, it's pure pineapple. It tastes like um, very, very um, early on pineapple. So it's like hard to explain. It's very nice, but there's another company that also make one, but oh. they've like they've styled it in like a Miami Vice form where everything's vaporwave, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like coconut pineapple. It's basically a like pina colada, but a soda, and that's really mm. good too. That that sounds really good, my dude. <laughs> yeah, 
And I mean, like the Mexican sodas you have, you're like Joritos. They have a don't they have a pineapple flavor? Maybe I don't. I I don't know. I legitimately don't know. You're not really but a like, gourmet soda fam, are you? You just eat whatever. You just drink whatever's on the bottom shelf. Hey, hey, can you lower your voice on that one? <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to go hard on you there. That was mean. <laughs> That's fine. It's fine. You know, I get it. I get it. I come here for the lulls. I'm selling my dignity. You might as well take a few swings while I'm down here. <laughs> I've got nothing wrong with the bottom shelf um, soda. You know, I'm happy to drink whatever store-bought mm. Walmart stuff I pick up. I don't mind. I uh, I don't mind uh, a warm soda, too. Like, it doesn't need to be, like, ice cold every single time. No, me neither. It goes down quicker. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I remember watching um, some gig in a park in the summer once, and my Coca-Cola got to, like, warm enough that it could almost be considered a coffee. That was not Ooh. nice. That was strange. Uh, are you familiar with Joel McHale? No. Uh, so he's an American comedian. Uh, he's best known for his role in community. And uh, he, he came to Utah and he did a whole stand up bit because here in here in Utah, the, the land of the uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or as everyone else calls them, the Mormons, um, they they are not allowed to drink coffee um, or just hot drinks in general because it's very ambiguous. It can't be hot drinks, but uh, Coca-Cola is fine. So he, he tells the story like you, you go, you can have your Coke. But let's say it's 102 outside and it's in your dashboard uh, on your car. Can you drink that that Coca-Cola? Because now it's a hot drink and it's caffeinated. Um, And it's a great, great bit. And it kills every time that it's here in Utah because it's like, wait a minute. Can I have? Oh, no. What am I going to get in trouble? It's great. It's fantastic. Great bit. I like there's no there's no victim in that, is there? That's just (laughs) an honest point. I respect that. Yeah, he's not bashing the religion. He's just like, that's that's a weird rule, but that's a rule that you're going to follow. Cool. Yeah. Here's this caveated like situation of like, you can have your Coke. Normally you can have it. Can you have it hot? That's the question. And yeah, he's not attacking anybody. It's, it's a good, well-made joke. I would love to see him DM a session. Oh, he has that ability like that from, from what I, you just described. Yeah, he'd he'd be really good. Um, I think, I think he's uh, a little bit more dry when he's probably like working off of people sometimes. But I think he would he would really knock it out of the park. So going straight into storytelling, I mean, which is also kind of a passion of mine too. Where did your appreciation of art form come from? Um, so I remember when I was like seven or eight years old, my dad put in a cassette tape on a long road trip. And we were listening to um, this audio, uh, not a podcast. It was just an audio production. Uh, This audio drama called The Adventures of Ruby, the Galactic Gumshoe. And um, it's it's over the top. It's corny. It's got fantastic sound effects, great voice actors. um, And it's got like just kind of ridiculous things of like they worship like it's a futuristic society and a lot of techies uh, worship. Tesla, uh, not the car, but the person. And um, they have different characters named and or, or on off on, or off on off. Uh, are these just different random people? And it was such a great story. And it was like, I love that you can tell a story in audio format. And it just pushed me in that medium. And I got to the point where I really liked telling stories through D&D. Um, I have another D&D podcast that I, that I manage. Um, I 
do a lot of D&D things right now. I think I have like three campaigns that I'm a part of at minimum. Um, and so being able to share a story with somebody is one of the most human ways that you can actually connect with somebody is you get to share an experience. Even if it's not a real experience, you get to share a moment with somebody and really connect with them on a different level because then they can talk, tell you about how they interpreted it, how they uh, felt about it. Even though you were, you were meaning the intent of it being something completely different, you can't control that impact anytime. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like I, I've, I've done a few sessions like D and D. Like I'm a complete noob, but I just really enjoy it every time I sit down and do it. Mm -hmm. You know, you really flex your creative muscles and stuff. It's really oh, fun. It's great, especially when it's like truly collaborative and it's not just about like you as the DM or you as that player, and you're bringing in your friends and you're having a good time and you're like, well, I don't know, you know, this Goliath barbarian. What do you think? Okay, and what do you, uh, Elven Druid? What do you think? And once you get that collaborative thing. That's when it's truly a good story, in my opinion. So for $250, the next three days of your life is narrated dramatically by your own voice, in a, like, similar to a rom-com. So for example, you wake up, you're buttering your morning toast, and above you, you can hear, as fulfilling as a morning meal may be, he still feels unfulfilled on the inside. Oh, wow. Oh, um, can other people hear this voice? Oh, good question. Would you hate we, that? We... Would, you, would you not like that? <laughs> I don't want to give you that ammo. <laughs> um, I'm reminded of a family guy bit of like, it's, yeah, it's that time that Peter was like just narrating everything. As Lois made the meatloaf, I stabbed at it pointlessly, knowing that I would never love her the same way that when we first got married. And she eventually punches him. Yeah, I, I woke that. up in a daze several hours later. <laughs> um, Let's say it's all in your head. Okay, it's all in my head. Um, how long are we going? Three days. Three days for 250? Yeah. No, that's that's yeah. fine by me. I could do that. That if anything, that would be like, oh, that's a good line. I like that. Let me write that down. He wrote it down, knowing he would never actually use that in any writing ever. <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we make it five days and two hundred and twenty-five dollars? Five days two forty. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You don't mind the sound of your own voice then? No, it's it's there a lot. He's not a nice person sometimes, but he's really clever when he's by himself. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely have a lot of those like shower thoughts of like, no, you are the idiot. Yeah, yeah that would have gotten him in the, it, six years ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're editing podcasts, you must be used to your own voice by now. I, I am. I never had a problem with mine. It, it took me a little while to get kind of used to it. Um, I'm still... I still get annoyed with like the clicks that I my mouth makes, the unnecessary filler words, ums, likes, ands. Uh, but I've been doing this long enough that I can now like see the sound wave and know like I can just cut that. I don't even need to listen to it. I can just cut that out right off the bat. Yeah, I'm like that with a lot of my co-hosts. Like there's one co-host I have for one podcast who always says um, it's funny because that's his like at the beginning of every line. And I can see the sound waves all the time. And I remember one mm -hmm. time when I just boosted the sound waves to get it more dramatic. And it was mm. like peppered throughout the whole thing. I was like, oh, it's going to take me a while. <laughs> the things we do for our craft. I know. Um, you said that you don't like berries. Why, why is that? There is just something about the berry flavor that I just don't enjoy. Strawberries, blueberries, raspberries, 
I just, I don't enjoy them. I don't know why everyone likes them as much as they do. Strawberries just don't taste that good. Then you dip them in chocolate and now you have disappointing chocolate. Uh, Maraschino cherries dipped in chocolate and then they're like juicy in the middle. No, thank you. Oh goodness. Why are you ruining chocolate? I don't understand this. I, uh, yeah, I legitimately just try and avoid berries altogether. Um, yeah, they just taste terrible to me. Fun fact for you, Sweden is 17% blueberries. Okay, I need you to break this down for me. Um. <laughs> so they grow wild in the forests. Um, they're technically called bilberries is the um, correct name. It's not like the American blueberry, which you guys have. We have like bilberries, which are smaller, kind of more intense flavors, probably a bit more acidic than the American blueberry. But 17% all of Swedish land is blueberry blueberry bush or blueberry the the berry now that's that's something to consider because of how many things are so flavor based based off of the region that you're in right um you have to imagine that uh the berries that are grown here in the US would be vastly different from the ones grown in the UK let alone in Europe um i haven't had berries from europe so maybe maybe a strawberry from the UK would be better than the strawberry that we have here that's all hormones and whatnot corn syrup somehow <laughs> yeah corn syrup just like the, there's one guy with a giant syringe filled with corn syrup injecting every single strawberry that it comes down the freight i, I for some reason don't doubt that as a as an idea like everything that goes through some spam injecting it with corn syrup mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just straight through the can even yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, i have that uh what's that song from um the presidents of the united states of america the peaches peaches they come just, from a uh, can. They were put there by a man. And just that man is just injecting everything. I, I don't know if I mentioned this on uh, on the the survey, but I did. Uh, I am deathly, deathly allergic to peaches. Oh, um, you said you if you have one, you will die. But I thought that was just a dramatic. Reading. No, no. Um, I could I could take a bite of a peach, be in the ER room here in the states, and they wouldn't be able to f- fix me fast enough. They could not put enough adrenaline in me. I will go into instant anaphylaxis. Um, now I can be around peaches. I could be around apricots. Apricots kind of like make me itchy in the throat because uh, mm. they're in the same family. Um, but yeah, if I eat a peach, um, take a single bite, I'm done. There, there's no amount of time that uh, would save me. It's such an interesting family because you have, as you said, uh, peaches and almonds are very similar, but then you also have apricot, apricot too. Mm-hmm. And my my logical uh, reasoning for that is like if you you can't eat a raw almond because it has the high levels of cyanide in it, and then in, mm-hmm. in the pit of um, an apricot and I believe in the same with the peach, there's also high amounts of cyanide. So I have a feeling that the cyanide predict like kind of has a certain flavor or aroma or something which makes a lot of these things taste very similar. Hmm. For example, I made I made um someone asked me I'm a bartender so someone asked me for a sex mm-hmm. on the beach. And which required like peach um, liqueur, and I didn't have any. I was like, mm-hmm. "What happens if I mix apricot brandy with disserano?" And I did Ooh. that, and it tasted almost like peach. Oh wow! Very similar to peach. I was like, "Fuck!" They they will have no idea I did this. And that's really cool. That's really really cool. Now I I stay away from um, anything peach flavored, uh, apricot flavored, or mangoes. Oftentimes, if you have a mango drink for whatever reason, they put peaches in it. And vice versa. If it's a peach drink, it has mangoes in it. I don't know why, but they do. 
That's stupid. That's a lie. You're living a lie, my friend. It's America, man. That's all yep. that they do. They they have a man shoving corn syrup in your foods. We built this city <laughs> on corn syrup. <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> oh dear. Five hundred dollars. The word berry rules your life for the next week. And when I say that, I mean you can only watch movies with Halle Berry in it. Your breakfast <laughs> is booberry cereal. Basically, whatever you do has to have berry involved in some way or another. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Chuck <sighs> Berry is all you can listen to. Okay. All right. Um, I, I mean, I did watch the Halle Berry Catwoman movie not too long ago for the sake of my masochism. Um, <laughs> wow. But that means Matt Berry can be there. Ah, there yeah. we go. Matt Berry bringing it back around uh, for, for, for how long? A week? What did I put here? Yeah, the next week. 500 the bucks. Next week. Um, so he actually did a song with the band The Gorillas. And he just huh. like narrated it. So hell yeah, I am all in on this. There, there you go. Yep. That's I'm it. Sure. I'm done. Okay. How about 450? See, this is the tricky part because it's like, I, I don't know. It's not that I don't know. I want to play the game, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, but I, I would do that. I would legitimately do that. Uh, so I'm going to barter. I'm going to say 465. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's meet, fine. Meet me there. Yeah. I'll be Hell there. yeah. Just watch IT crowd. You know, listen, listen to uh, what we do in the shadows as I fall to fall asleep. Yep. I'm here for it. It's not too bad, is it? No, no, actually. Okay. So how do you like Utah? Uh, it is uh, where I've lived most of my life. I was born in California. Um, I was born uh, on a military base. And that does not, well, the hospital doesn't exist anymore. Um, so that's like my fun little fact of like, the hospital was never there. <laughs> um, but Utah is where I've lived for most of my life. It's where I met my, my partner. Um, it's where I've had my just, all pretty much a lot of my adventures here. Um, it's a very pretty place. It is currently breaking records. It's uh, I think it got to like a hundred and three to five degrees Fahrenheit here in here in northern Utah. Um, that's really hot. We're usually like a hundred. Um, but uh, no, that's a it's it's a good place uh, if you can tolerate a few annoying things like liquor stores uh, are not. You can't just go to your local grocery store and buy liquor or wine. You have to go to the state liquor store uh, and purchase it there. Uh, a lot of a lot of the things are kind of run in the in the uh, LDS mindset of, well, we're going to be closed on Sunday because that's where a lot of Mormons are. They're going to be closed on Sunday because they don't uh, do anything. Uh, they so if you can get past that, Utah's a pretty great place. Uh, it's pretty. There's some great national parks. Moab is a very beautiful place. Uh, Bear Lake, if you want to go up a little bit north where it's nice and cool, fantastic. I always try to research a little bit um, on these, these questions that I have a note written down. And I was supposed to add something, but I forgot. And like, <laughs> what, I, what, I, what I know about Utah is blank and Mormonism. Yep. <laughs> I didn't fill in the blank, but I'm leaving it there anyway. What I know is blank and Mormonism. <laughs> Um, are you religious or um you have any uh, i i was born mormon um i even submitted my paperwork to be one of those missionaries who goes out knocks on your door and says hi i'm 
Elder uh, Elder Jeffress with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Would you like to hear? I submitted my paperwork and then I decided, yeah, no, I'm not going for the right reasons. And I'd rather marry my partner now. Um, and uh, yeah, that was over 10 years ago. Oh, buddy. <laughs> uh, longer than 10 years ago now. Ooh. <laughs> Excuse me while I have a little bit of a crisis of my age right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I respect people who are in the church oftentimes, but um, a lot of what the church does on the higher levels, I can't get behind. Um, not to sell too much shade or anything, but like recently there was um, like a leak where they found out that the church is hoarding a hundred billion dollars in stocks and bonds. And um it really upset me because like the church makes you pay for you to travel to those vacations, those locations. So you have to pay like $700 a month just to keep you abroad um, on your mission. And it's like for a hundred billion dollars, that's chump change to, to send people, to give them food, to give them shelter, to spread their word of their gospel. And that was frustrating for me. So I have, I have qualms with how they run things, but most of the Mormons that I have met person, person to person, they're, they're decent human beings. They legitimately care that other people are doing well as well. I've never been mad at a Mormon. I've met a few. <laughs> why would you? There's no point. Mm, nothing, gets, yeah. nothing gets achieved. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So for a thousand bucks, you and your family convert to Mormonism for the next 10 months, attending every community event and fundraising door to door. My partner would leave me. Um, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, I uh, no, not for a thousand. For five months, no. I uh, no. Also, like I have to pay ten percent of my income. So even if I make five thousand dollars, five hundred of that has to go back to the church. So I'm losing no matter what. It was actually one thousand. I don't know if I said five. Did I say five? Uh, I, mean, I may have conflated the two with my dyslexia. Five, uh, five months, thousand bucks. I apologize. No, uh, so a hundred of that, I don't even get to myself, and it just goes back to that hundred billion dollar hedge fund that they've got. Uh, no, not for a thousand dollars. I'm so sorry. No, two months, one thousand. Two months. Do does for two months, a thousand dollars, and I do it by myself. That's oddly heroic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll get baptized again. I'll do the temple work. Well, they wouldn't let me do the temple work at this point, but uh, yeah, no, uh, for two months, thousand bucks by myself, I would do it. Uh, $999. No, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to break on this one. That's a, that's a thousand. Okay. $999 and a warm Coke. Mm, tempting me. Okay, nine hundred ninety-nine and a warm coke. Yes. All right. I, yes. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> mm, mm -hmm. That was silly. Uh. <laughs> no, legitimately, I, I think my uh, I think my partner would walk out the door and like I'll be back when this is done. Whenever you want to figure yourself out, uh, I'll be back. But for right now, I can't be around you. <laughs> <laughs> See you in two months. Slam. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Don't Me be knocking on my $1,000 and change. Yeah. Hey, you want this warm cola? <laughs> <laughs> Divorce proceedings, you get half. It's a consolation prize. It really is. <laughs>
We have four questions coming up after this ad break. We've been doing uh, so many things. We talk Matthew McConaughey. We talk warm curling. We talk Mormonism. What more do you need on a podcast? Well, whatever is coming up is what you need. And the next four questions after this commercial break. Be there. Come on, Gabe. Come on, Gabe. Oh, hell. Why is that on fire? You know, Mom, if you were here, you could have fixed this. What is wrong with you, Gabe? Anyone could have fixed this stupid thing by now. You stupid! Ah! You want to live? You need help. You need to... Come on, man. Come on. Come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Wait. Wait. Why why are you blinking? Are are you on? Are <laughs> Woo! Yes! Oh, okay. Too much. Bring it back. Okay. Um, got it. It's working. They can, they can hear me. I, I can't believe it. I, I can't believe it. Wait. They can hear me. Ah. Oh, and we are back. Have you been enjoying yourself so far, David? Oh, it's been a blast. It's been a blast. It's scary to think about how quickly my wife and my partner would leave me. But yes, I've been having fun. Knocking door to door like, all right, all right, all right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Do you want to hear about Jesus Christ? It'd be pretty cool if you did. (laughs) Sipping on a warm Coke. (laughs) It's flavored with pineapple. Uh, Giant pineapple wedge just stuck in the (laughs) rim. Yeah. Steam coming off of it. Oh, God. (laughs) Gosh. A narrated voice above you. He knocks gingerly on the next door. He truly hoped that they wouldn't be home, but would be grateful if they opened the door and he could be inside for the briefest of moments. (laughs) I see a lot of lawbreakers out there. Oh my gosh. Did you see Elon Musk's SNL appearance? Uh, I watched some of the skits, uh, but I did not... uh... I did not watch the entire thing. SNL broke records on that. Like yeah. viewing records. People loved it and hated it, but they watched I think, it. I think a lot of it came down to like, what was Reddit going to do about it as well? Because Reddit kind of like, there's some sides of Reddit that's like praises Elon Musk. And there's some that is like, he is an abhorrent person uh, and just fucks with the stock market because he finds that entertaining. So I think a lot of people are like, what is he going to say about Dogecoin? Or what is he going to say about um, Tesla stocks or something along those lines? And like people had their finger on the pulse when it came to like buy or sell something. Um, and I think that's the only reason why it broke so many records. Now that he's done that and he's done the Big Bang Theory, we could start seeing him getting some acting work. What's your opinions on that? I don't think he's a good actor. Like it, it's very clear uh, when you see somebody who's like really good at acting or playing off of somebody and improving uh, on an SNL bit. Like you see Tom Hanks. I know he's a great actor, 
but you get to see him like really interact with the group and you can see how much fun everybody's having. Nobody was having fun the day that that Musk was was there on SNL. He wasn't even having fun. Um, so I don't think I think he would continue being good in his bit cameo parts like an Iron Man 2. I've been really looking forward to asking you this question. This is my favorite. Oh, no. Oh, no. $25,000. Every Christmas, your family makes you watch another Titanic remake starring both Elon Musk and Matthew McConaughey as the gay protagonist couple. Okay, but I'm here for that. Like, uh, like legit, like gay protagonist Titanic. What a long film, too. Oh, and I have to watch a month with my family. I'm flying, oh. Jack. <laughs> Which which one's Rose? Which one's Rose? Is McConaughey Rose? I have to ask you, which one do you prefer to drown? <laughs> oh, oh, who uh, would you want to see Musk. slipping I'm, off sleeping off yeah. the ice just with his hand up? My my mother hated uh Toby Maguire almost to the same degree that I can't stand Matthew McConaughey. So I remember we watched Sea Biscuit, and when the horse tramples uh Toby Maguire for a little bit, I hear my mom going, Yes, get him. <laughs> So that's what I'm imagining now, like as as uh, Jack Musk is is sinking down into the water depths. Just, yes, get get him, iceberg, get him. I really thought that uh, Toby Maguire was the best Peter Parker. I think he's a great Peter Parker. I don't think he's a good Spider Man. I think Andrew Holland or Andrew uh, Garfield is a great Spider Man. Terrible Peter Parker. Yeah, I think that's the general consensus of most people. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> with the it's... exception of Spider-Man 2, because Spider-Man 2 with Doc Ock, ooh, great movie. Yeah. Turn that on anytime, any day of the week. So Christmas remake of Titanic. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Mm. How many? How long am I doing this? This is every Christmas from now on. 25K. Um, it's one day. It's a, what, three-hour movie? Yeah. yeah, that's worth it to me. I will I will watch Elon Musk, Matthew McConaughey flirt poorly. One of them's completely nude while the other one draws them. Yeah, I think that's worth $25,000. You know how much I could do with $25,000 right now? That'd be great. Quit my job, go podcasting full time. Hell yeah. How about 22,000? Mm. No, not 22. 23 and a half? 24? Yeah, okay. All right. Hell yeah. 24. Uh, I, I actually would like to see that movie remake. <laughs> I, I like the idea of like, you know, the the a, a gay gay series of uh, Titanic. Like that would be great. You know, kind of like how they had the black exploitation films. Can we make just like a B, uh, B film kind of genre where they just do the same film, but with gay protagonists? Um I think that sounds that sounds like Shakespearean art right there. That's that's what Shakespeare was doing, wasn't he? But who would you who would you like to star in that though? In like a Titanic, if it wasn't Elon Musk and Matthew McConaughey, who would you pick? Oh, that's a good question. I think, um, because they have to be pretty young at that that point. Because Titanic was what mid nineties. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Kristen Stewart. Um, as as Jack would be really really good, and I'm having a hard time thinking of somebody to go across that. Maybe Emma Thompson. Ruby Rose. Ooh, Ruby Rose is Rose? Hell yeah. That would be cool. Um, I'm now trying to f- picture the other side. Um, if we had a, a male-on-male relationship and 
I'd have oh, to go with Jesse Eisenberg for some reason. Really? Or Michael Sarah. Someone just kind of nerdy and I don't know, maybe this not got the I don't think we're gonna put sell seats, are we? <laughs> gonna be no, I don't uh, not with that combination. No. No, no not at all. Okay. <laughs> Let me think. I don't know any like young, attractive male actors. I don't watch many films, if I'm honest. Yeah, like I'm not I'm not plugged into the like YA movies right now. So I don't have a good Oh, the guy from Riverdale. What's he called? KT or was a K KY. Yeah. Let's put uh let's put the two p- people from Riverdale. Um the main guy and this one of the Sprouse brothers. I think they would do great uh great things for that movie. Sprouse brothers. You you mean Jughead Jones or which Yeah, Jughead. Yeah. Okay. That's not bad. They they do the tension thing really well like when they're act, like the few episodes that I've seen. I think I think they would I think they pull that off pretty great. That that whole scene where they're on the uh, they're doing the drawing or they're in the uh, in the car and the sex scene. I think I think they w- that would be really, really good to watch for them. Uh, just acting off of each other like that. They'd be really great. I feel like Jughead Jones would be the one that um, leaves the ice because I think he's the most selfless of them both. Oh, yeah, he he, he definitely would. He yeah. definitely would. <laughs> well, that was a nice train of thought. I enjoyed that. <laughs> I could, do that. I could do that good. for hours. <laughs> that one was fun. Yeah. We pick a new film and do this. I don't know. I think it should be another segment for another show, but not this one. Mm-hmm. Um, for this question, I'm coming out of your com- comic book collection. Uh, how mm. attached are you to your comic books? And do you have any in, in mint condition? Um, I have. Do you know the, the comic series Saga? I only know the, um, the gaming company, Sega. <laughs> okay. So um, I highly recommend it. Um, Brian K. Vaughn, who is a uh, very prolific author, he is writing this you know, star-crossed lovers kind of thing, Romeo and Juliet in space. Um, he likes to call it horny Star Wars. Um, and I have a near mint. I've, I've read it. I didn't realize how big this comic was going to be, but I bought issue number one um, before they had to republish it because on the original cover, it has one of the main characters breastfeeding their child on the cover um and they had to rebrand all of that so it's now just like super zoomed in on the baby's face so it looks like the baby's kind of like nuzzling into something and it's very clearly they just zoomed in on the baby being breastfed (laughs) um yeah i have a few in my collection that are that are pretty valuable i have a i have a thor comic that's pretty pretty high up there um but yeah i have over two thousand individual comic books and those are the ones that i have read the thing is, I, I fell in love with the um, Umbrella Academy on Netflix. And then I find mm. out that Jared Way is the guy who wrote it. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's the My Chemical Romance guy. And then I went down this whole rabbit hole about everything he's done, like mm-hmm. creatively. He's a smart, smart man. Genius. DC actually approached him to do a Batman and Joker story. Wow. And for whatever reason, that, that dropped out. But if you go perusing through his Twitter, you can see some of his drawings of what he wanted Joker to look like. And it was kind of Black Parade-esque with the, with the parade um, uniform that, that you see on the Joker. But it was like obviously disheveled and high purples. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really, really cool. Um, yeah, he is, he's a, another prolific, amazing creator. And I cannot wait to see what else he's going to do. Yeah, just pop, pop culturally, I just really enjoy him. And like his... I don't know who just art art form, but for me, like he has a certain esque about him that has that gothic like factor and feel, which I mm-hmm. really admire. But for fifty thousand dollars, you have to go through your entire 
collection and fold the front cover of each comic book in half. What? <laughs> oh, I don't think I could do it. I for fifty thousand dollars. No, I don't think I could. Is it because your collection is too valuable, like, or is it just valuable for you personally? Uh, it's it's it it feels like disrespect. Like when people dog ear a book, it feels disrespectful to the the author, the publisher, the person who had to bind that whole thing together. It feels so disrespectful. I oh, anytime that I see somebody like folding their entire book back so they can hold it back with one hand um and like the spine is just so broken it makes me cringe like it's i would i would rather watch like u.s office cringe comedy uh 100 percent of the time i yeah i don't think i could do it just because it feels so disrespectful how about like the corner instead of just in the middle you had found the corner on every single one yeah, I mean it's time consuming for you because I know your collection is large. Yeah, yeah, it's it's 2000, 2000 issues. Um like this is this is I think the hardest question that you've you've asked me this on this one. Like I feel like most of the time I'm like, mm, no, not maybe. Um like I've done the Mormon thing. I did that. I could I could go back. I would rock it. I I don't think I could even fold a corner for fifty thousand dollars. Sixty thousand? No, I, I, yeah, no. 70. 75. 73. 73. I'd no. settle for 73. Okay. Hold tiny little corner on every single one of my issues. Yes, it would take me <laughs> quite some time. Yeah. Um, but I, for 73, I could, yeah, I could do some good damage with that. Uh, oh, it makes me feel gross, oh, though. That one hurt. Oh, Angela, no. <laughs> I can almost feel like you kind of getting indigestion just by that that thing. You're getting heartburn. Yeah, it, my anxiety is just like, my heart is just thinking about it. It makes me, it hurts me. It hurts me, my dude. Yeah, these questions get harder as they get mm-hmm. on, get along. I mean, that's the whole point. That's why they're a higher price point. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone can drink a warm Coca-Cola. <laughs> Anyone can watch a Matthew McConaughey and Elon Musk Titanic remake. Hell yeah, that was exciting. <laughs> How are you with um, small spaces and feeling confined? Are you like, claustrophobic in any way? No, not not so much. I, um, I, I have a few moments of my life where it's like, I shouldn't be in here. Um, they, my childhood home was like the street in front of it was being expanded and they had to like redo the sewer line. And before the sewer line was actually like attached to anything, there were just these buried pipes that were um, a quarter of a mile long. And I remember climbing down in there um, and getting on a skateboard and just pushing myself through the, the entire thing. Um, it helped that I could like get out at any point in time because there were plenty of um, unfinished grates and whatnot. But yeah, it was... I'm okay with small, small, tight spaces. How are you with uh, near-death experiences? Have you ever had one? Yeah, uh, I've had a couple. Um, oh. The one that like immediately jumps to mind is uh, Bear Lake I, that I'd mentioned. Um, I took out a jet ski, and the engine died right in the middle of the play, uh, of the lake. And uh, then I, you know, did the classic tap the, the the gas thing, and I watched the needle just immediately drop to empty. Um, and on a jet ski they don't float in the same way um, because they're based on movement to keep you upright. So I was stuck in the middle of that lake for two and a half hours. Wow. Um, 
and uh, the jet ski was just bobbing along, but any weight I would put on it, it would immediately start taking on water and, and would sink a little bit more. Um, and it was guarding, uh, I had a life preserver on. And the thing about life preservers is that they're only good for so many hours because they also start taking on water. So I was starting to notice that like my chin was starting to hit the water more often. And it wasn't until, like I said, two and a half hours, some frat boys on a boat saw me um, on some miracle. And they're like, hey, man, you OK? And I was like, um, I, if I could get like um, help, please. Oh, man, what happened? Like I, I, the engine died. Cool. And then I came out and uh, you know how you just you get wrinkly. So you get pruny and whatnot. Like my whole body felt just pruny for the next day. And it was it was pretty scary. Did they hand you a PBR or something? <laughs> no, no, they did not. They, uh, I think I was like 16 at the time. Oh. Um, and, and I, I look very young, so they, they did not hand me any alcohol, but they were very kind. They, uh, used some of their spare rope, tied the jet ski to the back, and then they took me to the beach a mile away from my, uh, from where my site was. Uh, so I had to like drag the stupid thing across the edges of the water to my campsite, but yeah, uh, that was that was a very scary experience. That's tough. So, do you are you aware? Of, do you remember the 2010 Chilean mining incident? Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. One hundred thousand dollars. The fate <laughs> of the 2010 Chilean mining accident on you. <sighs> they were able to save most of them, weren't they? Oh no, they were all saved, but they were just down okay. there for a very long time. But that's like it's like my responsibilities. That, that that's what you're saying. It's like my fault. No, you you are one of the miners. Oh, okay. You okay. Live through then... their through their life because I mean, yeah. Every day you're going to think, is anyone ever going to come for us? And mm-hmm. are we going to survive this? And you know, re- resources are getting short. Hmm. Because that's that's a terrifying thought. Um, I read recently, uh, in doing research for the Last Voice, that if you are in the dark, like true dark for I think like three days, your eyes just stop working because they don't know how to interpret light anymore. Um, I don't think I could. No, I don't think I could. Even if you have reflection from the moonlight so you don't get blind. I mean, there's going to be some light trickling down, I would assume. Because okay. I mean, I don't think any of them came out blind. Uh, no, we, they, they did have like their lanterns and whatnot uh, mm. to keep keep them up for a little while. Um, yeah, they were in pitch blackness, if I remember correctly. Because hmm. um, it was like eight days that they were down there for. I don't remember how many days, but yeah, let's, let's say eight. Okay, eight days. Yeah. Stuck, can't move. Um, probably drinking what little water is trickling down and a little bit of moonlight. Am I truly by myself or are there other people with me? Oh, you're with the other crew from the mining incident, but they speak Chilean, so... <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Well, it's a good time to uh, figure out how to speak Portuguese. Let's uh, uh, figure out what's what's uh, what's up in uh, yeah. Portuguese. Uh, yeah, I think I think for, if as long as I'm not truly alone, um, and I can like kind of like uh, try and like communicate in some way. I think I, I think I yeah I could do that. Yeah. Could you do it for eighty five thousand? Hmm. No, not 85. Um, uh, 92. Yeah, 92. For eight days, 92. Learn more Portuguese. Uh, I think it's Portuguese that they, they speak. It may not be. 
I just said Chilean because that sounds correct, but it's probably not probably not correct. I mean, either. they're they're probably the Chilean people. Now I yeah. now I've got to look this up. Now okay. I'm gonna look bad. Um, Spanish. It is pure Spanish. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, egg on my face. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I I'd still try. I would yeah. still definitely try. Learning it in the moonlight sounds quite romantic. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That, that's a bond. That that bonds you together. Either that or it really pushes you apart. Although every time you speak Spanish in the future, you're just going to get automatically very thirsty and claustrophobic <laughs> with the association. <laughs> so dark. <laughs> Soy amo. Oh, no. No. But uh, did you, there, there was one guy that came out of the mine and um, obviously their families were there to support him and to show like, um, you know, welcome back. And both mm-hmm. his wife and his mistress showed up. No. Yeah. He got slapped in the face by his wife. <laughs> <laughs> You're alive. Bam. Divorce. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I bet he wants to go back in the hole. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That sounds horrendous. <laughs> Truly awful. Oh. I want to see that movie though, wouldn't you? Oh my god. Ooh, yeah. Um plot twist. Who, who would be in that? Who would be in that movie? Who's the guy who's doing like the deep water horizon and still water? Matthew um, McConaughey. <laughs> no, don't don't he's do in, this he's to in me. Everything. Uh, no, I think it's uh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon would be mm. in that movie because he does a lot of those like historical, uh, recent historical movies. You know what? I would think Alec Baldwin because he's an asshole in everything he does. I don't know. He is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I can see it. He comes out all honey. It's so good to smack. Oh yeah. my other. Uh, oh wife. It's so good smack. And I would just be like, what, you didn't bring me a beer? You know, just with that dry wit. Oh, yeah. You didn't bring me a beer? Yeah. yeah. No, I could see it. I could see it so well. <laughs> we are coming up to your last question. Yes. How well do you think you've done so far? Not as good as I was hoping. You asked some questions that I was like, oh, yeah. No, that's fine. That's that's totally. So I, I thought I was going to hold out a lot longer. But no, you've been, you've been uh, oddly kind, which scares me on this last one. The thing is, you're organically quite a nice guy from what I'm getting. And the thing is, nice guys don't do well on this show. Oh, no. They they, they don't because they're just like, oh, yeah, I guess I could, you know. But the the point of the show is to try to work out how, you know, what your dignity is and what you're able to do. And you just clearly, you'll do anything for a person, a stranger over the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, apparently, you know, but you're offering me money. So, like, you know, you're doing me a favor in the long run. Yeah. Now I know out of all the fears you've given me, this next fear mm-hmm. is the most psychologically damaging. <sighs> Quarter of a million dollars. Every time you're telling a story, in the middle, mm-hmm. people just yawn and walk away or just openly interrupt you with their own story. No. I thought you were going to go for needles. Oh, that's even worse. Oh, man. Wow. I'm having a crisis. This, is, this goes back to the comic books. Um, quarter of a million anytime I'm telling a story and every just, other time every um, other time yeah but the, the storytelling is what brings people together Ainsley no no I for a quarter million dollars no um, it's too important uh, I have so many stories to tell hmm. how about they just yawn and kind of look in interest uninterested in what you have to say i'd rather they walk away to be honest (laughs) okay original premise but this time is one in every three 
I imagine like it's it's not necessarily like one, two, and three. Like there's there's a little bit of randomness. Like yeah. there's gonna be two in a row, and then for the next three, they're fine or some 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 nonsense like that. Yeah. Oh man. We've told so many stories back and forth already. Like, oh, yeah. like, I just imagine like you yawning and walking away from me right now. Like, I, <laughs> I would never know. No, I've already gone and got my soda, so I don't need to get up any anytime soon. Is it people like, is it everyone, everyone, including the people that like are already like involved and invested in my life? I would guess so. Mm, nope. Nope. Maybe I can exclude your um, DM groups. Ooh, my my D and D groups they, they they have to sit there and listen. Uh, could you imagine every third game to just kind of like, yeah, we're kind of done. Bye. <laughs> Come back again with end? original stuff. Hmm. Excluding that, every third time, quarter of a million, just yawn and walk away. No, uh, for quarter million, no, no. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll be selfish on this one. No, thank you. 270,000. Nope. Mm-mm. How about for the next 20 years of your life? That's strange that you're just going to automatically become more interesting in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, wow, before you were just so boring. Like every <laughs> third time or so, I just had to walk away. Now you have a sense and now, of wisdom about you. Mm, uh, 20 years, quarter... Uh, are we Two, still on like 270,000 every third time for the next 20 years people will just yawn and walk away or they interrupt you with their own story oh, oh the interruption part that's such that. like oh man no I I hate that I hate being interrupted so much I like I, I mentally shut down when people interrupt me because then it's like, ah, my words are not important. Probably to do with my trauma or my childhood or something along those lines. But like, no, no, don't interrupt me. Uh, be polite. Jackasses, be polite. Don't interrupt people. Let them finish their fucking story. No, I will not accept $270,000 for 20 years every third time. How about they don't interrupt you? But you know when you're talking and they give you the eyebrow raise and go, yeah, uh, and they're trying to put something in there mm. every time you talk instead of just openly interrupting you they, they want to but they're not you know because that, that okay. annoys me too yeah um i could do that more than i can do people interrupting me um for 270 20 years kind of like that that insistent like i have to tell you something um yeah i i think i could do that 270 for 20 years with that, with those caveats, yes, I can do that. Two sixty-five. No, we're we're at two seventy. Okay. We're at two seventy, my dude. Okay, I understand. <laughs> There's always a price. You just have to add it, the caveats. Yep, just just those little caveats. That, yeah, I I could not budge on two seventy, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh man, what a show it has been. Yeah. <sighs> I've learned so much about Matthew McConaughey and Elon Musk on this journey across the Atlantic. What's the main song in Titanic again? Is, uh... And I... <laughs> and that's all that we can sing about that before we get sued. Um, yeah. Do you know that was originally written by Dolly Parton? Oh, wow. Yeah, you should um, you should look up Always Love You uh, with Dolly Parton. And it's so much more tame because it's mm. not that like... Uh, Dramatic. Big, yeah, vibrato from your chest with... Uh, with what's her face that I'm forgetting her name off the top of my head. 
Um, but it's, it's, it, yeah, I think it's Celine Dion. Huh. Uh, it's it's so much more quiet and tame, and it's like, and it's just I will always. Like, it's almost spoken instead of sung. Yeah. Um, truly beautiful. Dolly Parton, gift to this world. There was uh, one track. Yeah, well, some uh, yeah, Jolene. So they took that and they actually <laughs> um slowed it down like about a third, mm-hmm. and obviously her her voice tone went down a lot lower. And it was just the most soothing thing I've ever heard. I have to try and find mm-hmm. that for you. Yeah, please send that my way. That sounds fantastic. So this is the point where I have to calculate your entire sum. So I actually give you the mic here and I tell you to promote yourself to the listeners. So tell them what you got going on in your life, what your show's about, who you are and why you're on my show. Uh, my name is David Jeffress. I am a podcaster enthusiast. Um, I do so many podcasts, but the main one that I want uh, all of you to go go give a tryout for it is called The Last Voice. It is an audio drama um, based in a, it based in Utah. And it's the story of one person broadcasting on, on the radio, trying to uh, reach out and build a community after the post-apocalyptic event. Um, there's zombies, there's betrayal, there's uh, a lot of emotion. It's not scary. There's not a lot of jump scares in this. It's the human experience of being alone. And uh, if you enjoy good Foley, because I do all of the sound effects, I do all of the editing, I wrote, I've directed. Um, there's a few like Easter eggs here. So if you enjoy a good treasure hunt uh, that has a great payoff, definitely come out and check The Last Voice. Um, if you want to check out any of the other things that I do, I'm on a D&D podcast called Dungeons and Chill. I'm on a cosplay podcast called Cosplay Stitch and Seam. And I- and I'm on a comic book podcast where we talk about uh, a comic book collection and what morals you can draw from it called Comic Trades Monthly. That's that's me. That's where you can find me on Twitter at Crest Sphinx, C-R-E-S-T-S-P-H-I-N-X. You're a very busy man. I am. I am. How well do you think you did? Uh, not not good. I, uh, I'm hoping better than than what the number I have in my head. Hmm. Are you ready to hear the price of your dignity? Okay, let's let's do this. We have been all over the place today. We have been talking about Matthew McConaughey, Elon Musk. We talked about warm Coca-Cola. We even talked about interrupting your stories every so often. All of those things and all the many, many, many things, including pineapple, we've talked about, plus all that together. And your dignity is worth $460,892. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I was hoping I'd re- break at least five. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, but I guess you're right. I am too nice of a person and you know, I'm more accommodating. And, uh, you know, Matt Berry, I get to consume a lot of Matt Berry content for the next little while. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that's not a bad price. Like anything 400s upwards is always pretty good on the show. It's the three, oh, three down, which isn't so successful. Okay. All right. Um, oh. Yeah. No, the comic book one. The comic book one and being interrupted, those were probably the hardest ones for me. Um, I like being alone. It's, it's just <laughs> a matter of uh, being truly alone, which, you know, it's kind of the premise of uh, The Last Voice. Um, but yeah, okay. I broke four. Okay, cool. Um, I <sighs> Wow. Cool. Now I know. Now I know. Yeah, now you can get on with your life the way you intended to <laughs> with that price. Uh... So uh, yeah, let's say goodbye to the listeners, and um, I want to ha- I want to hang out after this if that's okay with you. If you want to chat for a bit, hell yeah, let's do it. Yeah, cool. Anything you want to say to the listeners before we sign off today? Hey, remember, uh, pay respects to your books. Don't fold the whole thing back. Um, a lot of people w- made 
did hard work to put that book together. So uh, pay respects to your podcaster. Don't skip the ads. Just, you know, get through all the whole thing. It's it's not that hard. It's an extra 30 seconds. You'll be fine. Nicely done. I've been AZ Blakely May. This has been Price Tag Pod, and we will see you again next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.